0: Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer.
1: Hey, welcome back in. This show is Mark Rimbold. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time Mark was talking about, and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call, 618-262-2810, and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deggart.
2: Well, I'm going to teach today on, on, on Hanukkah. We're going to just call it the story of Hanukkah and i'm going to go all the way back uh, uh to the where where we were uh taken by the babylonians uh and of course tonight is the first lighting of the first candle of the festival of hanukkah we also call that the fe- the, the 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 festival or the feast of lights uh the holiday of rededication okay uh, something that long since has uh, been passed down from the generations it uh, as i said uh, Yesterday, it is not an event which God commanded. This is something that took place uh, because, bless God, that uh, of, of the situation that came at hand and the miracle that came out of this. We're going to talk about uh, that as we uh, uh, go through this today. But Hanukkah is a beautiful, beautiful time. Uh, we have our uh, houses not all lit up like you see uh so on TV, but we have a few lights outside. We have lights inside, and and uh, yes, it, it's the it's the festival of lights, and and boy, what a what a time to have! You know, uh, the thing that uh, that we like so much about Hanukkah. You know, the, with the, the thing with Christmas, uh, you uh, you go into the room and and there's all the packages and everybody unwraps them, and and you know the paper goes everywhere. Well, with Hanukkah every night a gift is given to be unwrapped so therefore you know the 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 children have eight nights of of eight separate gifts that they're going to receive uh, whether no you know they don't have to be great big expensive gifts I mean but but every night there's something for them to open something then for them to have to to be able to play with then the rest of that evening and it's not like they're so overwhelmed with Oh, here I got all these presents. What am I going to, you know, what am I going to play with first and second and last and all this kind of stuff? And uh, so uh, Dawn and I have always uh, enjoyed that, uh, that part of it so much because it, it's, it seems to be so much personal, uh, so much personal, to, uh, more personal to everybody, excuse me, that's involved. So, therefore, it seems to work out, uh, work out so nicely. So tonight is the night that you light the first candle. And uh, tomorrow night will be the second candle and so forth and so on until you get all eight candles lit. Now, obviously, you're going to have uh, uh, the first candle lit, and, and then tomorrow night there will be two and so forth and so on. And uh, before we get off, we're going to give you the scriptures that, uh, that uh, I don't know, years ago that I had brought forth. That we uh, Because we what we want you to see in this is Messiah, Meshach, Yeshua, okay, because because he is also uh, very much involved in the Festival of Lights, rededication, okay? And uh, yes, the temple was everything in Israel. It should have been given by the Lord God uh, to have been built, and uh, it was built. And as beautiful as it was, um, it was destroyed. And uh, so, you know, throughout the generations of all of Israel, we look back upon these things, and it's also often said, "Where did we go wrong so many times?" Well, it's real simple. Any any time we, the nation of Israel, uh, got out from under the word of God and decided we'd do things our way instead of doing things God's way, that's when all this stuff came down around you know, goes through it down around our ears. And uh, uh, so uh, this this begins, and where, or at least where I'm going to start with this. It begins uh, about 50 years after the exile uh, in Babylon, okay? The, the Israel, in other words, that's where we were taken, captured, and uh, captured and taken, I should say. And then, bless God, uh, after after about 50 years of that exile, uh, the, the, the Israelites, anyway, were allowed to return to their, to their country. And you can imagine uh, how amazing that was to them to start out with and what a glorious thing. But you remember 50 years is a long time, and it is a long time. Now, many, many of the Israelis uh, went back to the land, okay, and especially into the capital city of, of, of Jerusalem, which they loved and held dear to themselves. Uh, although although the homeland at that time, Israel itself, uh, was still within the Persian Empire, okay, the Persian king Cyrus um, uh, uh, he, he did, he was different. He encouraged local religions and he even decreed, it was Cyrus that, that, that creed, the king of Persia. Uh, he decreed that the temple in Jerusalem could and should be rebuilt. I wonder who put that into his mind. Well, that'd be the Lord God, uh, Yahweh himself. There's no doubt about that. Now, also Ezra, the priest and scribe, okay, um, uh, he returned from exile in Babylon uh, sometime uh, during 400s 400, 400 B.C., somewhere in all of that. I'm not real sure exactly the exact uh, date. But he returned, and he had the support with him of the Persian king to govern the people of Israel. Okay, And he brought all the holy writings of, of many of the scribes in Babylon back to the homeland. And these writings now became the law by which the people lived. All right, so so the, God definitely purposed uh, the Persian King Cyrus uh, to, to let to let the people go, to let them come back into land, to, to let Ezra come in and 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 bring the law, the law of Israel, the law given by the Lord God Yahweh uh, back into the people. And uh, and and so what took place was just simply the fact that that Ezra, he established or helped establish a new order among the people, which they hadn't known for a long time. The rule uh, by kings, that, that period was over, okay? And priests took over the leadership of the people. Well, you know, that worked out, you know, I guess, good, bad, and somewhere in between ugly uh, throughout the, the generations after that. But uh, but anyway, that's when that's when that all started taking place. Now, the laws by which the priests governed were, were the Holy Scriptures, namely Torah, or Torah. Uh, and, and from this time onwards, the Jewish faith, based on the Holy Scriptures, can be called, uh, it's called was called Judaism, and that's when the Israelites became known as Jews, okay? Now, at the end of the Persian rule, okay, uh, of, um, of King uh, Darius, the third, Alexander the Great uh, of Macedonia was creating his own empire, and things would really began to change. Because he was uh, he was going through and plundering the land and taking you know nations and this that and everything else, and that's the reason I guess they called him Alexander the Great. Now the the the, uh, the Greeks, okay. Now and this is what happened that that, that he defeated Alexander defeated the Persians. And in this way, the Jews came to be ruled by the Greeks. Israel and and Judah, from that time on, was only only they was only uh, known jointly, the two of them together as Judea. So that's where that's where you hear so much of the land of Judea. Now, the the Greeks allowed the high priests, the Jewish council of elders, to govern Judea, as before. Now, well, that all started out real well, and of course, like like most things. Most things, you know, just starts out and everything seems to work well, and then along comes the devil. It seems like, and things begin to change. But the now the Greek imp, Empire divided when when Alexander the Great died. Okay, and uh, his uh, empire was divided into three uh, uh, sections, and each was ruled separately. At, at, as time went on, the Greek influence grew stronger. Uh, the Jews felt that the, the Greek influence threatened their faith, and it did. And uh, and bless God. So so from that from that point, everything you know, everything was going well, and then all of a sudden, everything seemed to be going bad. And uh, <laughs> like like most things, okay. Well, as I said, you know, Israel has been through quite a journey on the face of this earth unlike any other nation that there has ever been or will ever be. And we, it's the time that uh, God has brought us to, as God bringing back, bringing back, bless God, those ten lost tribes, which is called the House of Ephraim. But it's important for us to never lose uh, absolute contact with our roots, all right, to understand. And the, and the story of Hanukkah is, is, is so blessed. It's so powerful the way it all formed, the way it all, you know, the way it all took place. Now, the, the temple, uh, 2,000 years, uh, well, way past that, but now, uh, uh, far away in the land of Judea, now we call obviously Israel. The Jews then uh, had a beautiful temple, and people came from far and wide. The Temple bringing baskets of fruit and grain but the, but the Jews who lived and worshiped there were not completely free, and they weren't They were ruled by this group that was called the Seleucids uh, and unlike the Jews, they believed in many different gods they had a God who controlled the sun, they had a God that controlled the rain, they had a God for growing plants and 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 then those gods went on and on and on and on. Now they built statutes of their gods and prayed to them and right there right there in in uh, in Jerusalem, the Jews believed in one God, of course, and they prayed to their God in heaven. Their holidays and celebrations were different from those of this group that came in and built these statutes unto all of their gods, and so were their traditions and 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 the, the king of this uh uh, uh his name was antiochus the third now he let the jews celebrate their holidays and follow their own traditions which was something uh, in itself okay but uh eventually after he died and his son antiochus the fourth came to power he didn't know much about the the, the jewish people nor their ways okay and the new king's advisors, and boy, you always have those kind of people around, told him the Jews should believe the same things as everyone else in the kingdom believed. And the king listened to his advisors and made new laws, okay, saying that everyone in his kingdom, including the Jews, would have to observe and worship as he did. Now, many, many... Uh, Worship God and pray to the statues, okay? That were there in the streets. The Jews were told that they would have to change their names, eat different foods, and and even wear different clothes. This made the Jewish people very unhappy, okay? Uh, The the Jews decided they would not give up their religion or their traditions. The king found out, and he was very put out with all of them, to say the least. I guess angry would be the right word. Um, how, how could it? He, he couldn't understand. How why, how could they disobey me, the king? Now, he ordered his soldiers to put these statues now, in, and that's called idols, in the streets. The Jewish people refused to bow down to the, to the idols, so the king told his soldiers to destroy the beautiful religious objects in the temple and to bring any gold and silver objects to him, okay? And the soldiers did this. And they, they put up the idols in the temple. Now, uh, and, and one of the things that happened, of course, they, they knew, and one of the things was that, that I just mentioned here that said they'd have to change the, the foods that they ate. Well, they knew that they didn't eat pork, okay? That's part of, the, part of the, that's the thing that God said, that you not do not eat pig. And so... What what the king did was he had had him go in and and butcher a, a pig on the holy altar and spread that blood all over the altar and the fat of the pig okay they desecrated the altar that's what they did and so they had it done so it goes on it goes on to be said here that that the uh, uh, the Jewish people then considered the temple no longer sacred because it wasn't and they knew they couldn't worship there, all right? Now, this was somewhere around 167 B.C., okay? Now, at that time, at time, and this is where this story becomes so interesting. This is where, if if you could have lived then of a truth, you'd have believed with God all things are possible. Because there was a there was a family, okay? And they lived in... in Modian and this old man's name was Matthias, and he had five sons. Okay, and and which was good, and he was a good, wise leader of the town that he lived in there. So one day, the soldiers of the king came there to that town, and they set up a very large idol right in the middle of the town. Isn't that about right? And told Matthias that he should bow down the statue god. Matthias refused, or Matthias, I guess I should say. The soldiers became very angry and said that they would do terrible things to the Jews if he didn't do it. Now, uh, Matthias and his sons called to the Jewish people to follow them into the hills of Judea. They hid in the caves outside of the town where they could be free to worship as they wanted. And and they were free because they, and, and, and after that, but died, now his son Judah became the leader, of the small, and it was a very small group, okay, of Jews. These people wanted to fight to regain their beloved temple. Now, that's how, how strong their hearts were turned toward that temple that Solomon had built. They had been farmers, shepherds, teachers, so Judah had to train them to be soldiers, and he began to do that. Now Judah became known as the Maccabee. Okay. Now, and it just simply means hammer. Okay, because he was such a strong, fierce fighter, and the soldiers around him uh, later on was called Maccabees. Sometimes you hear you hear it, the family of the Maccabees. All right, and there was five in the family, uh, but uh, but. Uh, Judah became known as Maccabee, all right? Now, the Jews learned fast, wonder how they did that? Well, you know, with God, all things again are possible. And they also used uh, they 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 used what they already knew. They had been shepherds, so they, they knew where the caves and safe hiding places were. They hid in the caves and planted, planned their fights. Now they surprised the king's soldiers. And in this way, a small group of, of Jews to defeat a big army of soldiers. Wow, what a thought. Well, you see, again, God's word is truth, isn't it? They would fight, win, and then disappear back into the secret caves in the hills, and uh, the king's uh, soldiers couldn't find him. <laughs> so, in other words, they, they would strike, do, do what they, they, they went to do, and they'd return to the caves. Now, after many, many victories, the Maccabees had become even more brave and and daring. They began to fight out in the open and won more and more battles. How do you think that happened? With God. That's the only way it could have happened. With each fight, the Maccabees got closer to their temple in Jerusalem. Now, in 164 B.C., the Maccabees fought their way toward the city of Jerusalem. When they finally got there, and it wasn't an easy task at all, when they finally got there, they found idols and statues standing in the streets. They smashed them. Now listen, they smashed them just as they had smashed their enemies who had erected the idols. They fought one more battles in the streets until they came to the temple. The Maccabees walked slowly up to the temple when they got there. Uh, the enemy had made it impure and had let it deteriorate. There was weeds growing everywhere. Behind the steps and huge carved wooden doors stood wide open. There were idols standing inside the temple. The ark, the place where the sacred scroll, Torah scroll was kept, was broken. And the curtain, the curtains were torn. The temple menorah was not burning. The enemy had taken the golden lamp away and melted it down. It made the Jewish people very sad to see their beautiful temple in despair and disrepair. They quickly set to work to clean and repair it. Probably that was their first uh, the first order of the day, was to, it was to do that. The Jewish people dragged the statues and the idols out into the street and smashed them until they turned into dust. Boy, what a, what a deal. Think about that. They, until they turned into dust, you know they they beat those idols for quite a while, didn't they? They took out the altar too because it had been used to worship idols, and it was desecrated by the by the uh, uh, the, the pork, the pig, that had been uh, uh, the blood had been spread upon the altar and the fat of that pig upon the altar. But they repaired the ark. Okay, uh, they, they cleaned the temple walls and the floors until they absolutely glistened. They fixed the curtain. They put their their decorations back in the place where they had always been. And wasn't it something? You know, they they must have been very very proud to have known that they had restored something that it absolutely was in ruins. Was 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 completely. Completely in ruins, and you know when you when you stop and and you think about uh, how how long you know it, it took time, obviously for this thing to to take place. And I'm sure when when Judah uh, the Maccabee, I'm I'm sure when he undertook this thing, I'm sure that he knew that without the hand of God upon him and those that he was to make in soldiers, because you got to understand something. These were just farmers. These were just people that lived lived off of the you know lived off of the farm. He knew it had to be God, but but there there was such a a place in his heart and a place in these other people's hearts for Jerusalem, for the temple itself that they were willing to lay down their lives in order to restore that temple. Now, now you you something think about that. That that was quite a quite a time it? quite a place in time to think and and what do you have to sacrifice today to turn on the blow radio to listen to this prophet you ever, do you ever stop and think about the sacrifices that, that men and women have had to make in order to have you know to get closer to God to to be involved in the things with God my goodness you know like I said, how easy it is for us today. But yet we squabble and we verbally throw words back and forth at each other. I'm always calling it murdering each other with words. That uh, we've forgotten, haven't we? We have forgotten. And there hasn't yet been a temple. You know, when Christ came, he said, he, he said. of course, the Roman soldiers came in and, de- and, and destroyed the temple. Right there in the temple mount. And, and he and he told them that, that it was going to happen. And and it did happen. And then, you know, the, the the story has been, and I've heard it ever since I've been saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, that, uh, that blessed God, that, well, that's a spiritual temple that they're talking about. And I keep telling you, no, it's not, the Antichrist is going to walk into a real temple, okay? Um, physical temple. And, uh, Yes, it's going to be completely redone, and yes, it will be just like it was when Solomon built it the first time. Okay, it will be a raid. In fact, it will be the most beautiful building that will be on the face of this earth. People will come from all points around the world just to come and gaze upon that temple once again. And in the and by the way, in the, exactly the same place in which it was built the first time. Uh, exciting, my goodness gracious folks, yeah, exciting, I I to say the least, to know again one day that that temple is going to be rebuilt, right, right there where Solomon built it, right there where Christ himself set and, and prophesied it being tore down, okay, that right there, the place where the Maccabees came back in before Christ and what he prophesied. And, and they had to go back in and redo what I just read to you about them redoing. My goodness. And, th- and this took time. They didn't do that overnight. Okay? This this took time. It took a lot of hard work. But they must have been so proud of the fact that the temple, once again, was open. The temple was there. It was ready. It was ready. It was ready for worship. And what? And What? Kind of a well. I'll tell you what. When you stop and you get to thinking about this, this God and how He does things the way He does it, boy, what a what a miracle! But but that's that's not all the story. Now the Maccabees were able to completely restore the temple, except for one very 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 very, and that word very could go on for another sentence or two. Very important thing. They did not have the temple lamp. For it had been taken by the enemy. So the Jews had to make a new lamp, which, according to legend, they did by melding down the enemy's spears. They melded them down, and they built the menorah, okay, the lamp. The lamp was supposed to burn at all times. It was to never go out. It was to burn day and night. But they had none of the special oil made by the temple priests. They didn't have any. Now they built they built the manure, they built the lamp, and now all of a sudden somebody says, Hey, we got a problem. We've got a real problem. We 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 don't have the oil. The priests have the recipe, okay, for the for the oil, and and they wanted to rededicate the, the their temple so that they could worship in it once again. But they needed to light the lamp first. The, the lamp had to be light. they they searched everywhere in and around the temple for this spatial and very spatial oil. Finally, they found a very small jar, just enough to last for one day. So they found some. But but it was only going to last for one day. Now they're in a new new dilemma. Uh, Should they – would it be good to start? But it took eight days to make more oil, okay? So if they have enough for one day, they burn one day – and then they're going to, you know then they' got to, it takes eight days for this oil to be made now could they could they could they light the lamp and then let it go out again? See these are big questions. can we do that or 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 will that be wrong? be wrong in the eyes of god God, uh, sh- should we just wait until the new oil um, uh, got made before we lit the uh, lit the lamp and and just kept going now now here's the way. Uh, this carnal man would have thought. I would have thought that, well, yeah, let's just wait. Let's, you know, We've waited this long. Guys, let's just you know, get the priest to make him the oil, and then when we light it, we can keep it going. But, but somehow, out of all of this enthusiasm, and the Lord only knows that there must have been a bunch of it going on, hallelujah, can you imagine the excitement that there must have been there at that time? And so the decision that they made, okay, uh, that, that they would use that little bit of oil so the lamp was filled, the flame was lit, and everyone wept with joy to see the light burning once again. And grateful prayers were said. The people thought they had only enough oil to last for but one day. But the next day, the lamp still burned. And the next, and the day after that one too. It burned and it burned with a beautiful flame. The tiny amount of oil kept burning for eight whole days. Exactly enough time for the people to have made the new oil. That was indeed a miracle. But an even greater miracle of Hanukkah stories, a small group of Jewish people could defeat defeat such a huge army, save their temple, and preserve their right to worship. One God shoes now you, you know th- th- that is so interesting and it is and it, it, like I said when you, when you think about that so the miracle of this thing was they only had they only had enough they only had enough oil and that's important to, you know to make sure you get on to here they only had enough oil to do one thing and that was to make one day. You talk about a miracle. It burnt for eight days. They got the oil made, then they ratted it, and it went on to burn. And that, that was, the, that was the, the land was never to go out, okay? The menorah was never, never to have gone out. And I think, I think too, that, that when people, people, you know, again, that don't understand the, the mighty things of God and the mighty things in the way, in the way that God does these things, to, to realize, you're talking about God, a sign from God that things are going right. can can you imagine the way that they must have felt on that day on that time? I can't imagine i you know you' you, don't, you know, I've seen a lot of signs. I've seen a God is God has given me lots of signs throughout the years. But let me tell you something that I know. I know that the signs for, that come from God are real. And you know what those signs are really about? Those signs are really about him just saying, "Job well done, job well done," and 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 I believe that, and I believe today that that bless God that somehow we we miss a lot of the things in which God is doing because we we, we see. I don't I don't think people look for miracles. Okay, I I, I just don't I just don't believe that they do. I, I think that sometimes that, that people get to thinking that, well, you know, I, I believe that, you know, that there is a God and I believe that he's up there in heaven. But, I you know, I, I just don't see him. I don't see him intervening in my life. But, you know, what I try to teach people is there's a miracle waiting for you. And, folks, you need to understand that there is a miracle waiting to happen in your life. If you can only but believe, the scriptures say that, if you can only but believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And boy, what 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 a thing, what a time to understand that they then they they, they rededicated the temple and uh and I'm gonna tell you something, uh, when you get to, when you you know for that to have all started with the five brothers and that's really what they started with, with with Judah and his four brothers then they come to the place of understanding that uh, uh you know boy how could that be because the king's army was a big army i mean that that you know, uh that wasn't uh, that wasn't one of those things with just whatever however whenever no, no. they was is a big army they were they were set there to do important things to keep the king happy, which was his rule, okay. And so when these, you can imagine, when this little group got up, and they probably that was the first of norm of the militias, you know, the small, small groups of men that uh, would strike and and then retreat. And that's exactly, and that's exactly what happened. And uh, my goodness, uh, uh, what a, what a thing, what, what, what a thing to understand that the Lord God has done. So out of all this came this great celebration, and they, they, they swore that they would never forget, that they would never forget what had happened with, with uh, the Maccabee, uh, the hammer. And, and they decided that, that, that in order to do that, that every year at that time, that they would have this thing, and they begin to call it the, the rededication of the temple. And then it began to be known as as the Festival of Lights, we call simply Hanukkah today, which is the festival of lights. So when 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 we we enter into this, it's a time of more than just the giving of presents, a time more than just something to to uh, you know, take the place of of, of uh, the world's Christmas time with a Santa Claus. It's much, much more than that. It is a time of, of great miracle. It is, and, 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 and let me tell you something. It was known as the time of miracle. And, 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 and actually, when, when you really realize, again, what a miracle, the oil never went out. It was only enough for a day, but it made eight full days, never went out the Lord God, to be praised. What a sign. I I, I can only imagine. I can only imagine how uh, Judah Maccabee, I I can only imagine how he must have felt when in the second day and that, that lamp was still lit. Went back the third day, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, the seventh, and the eighth day. And you know that he had to stand there And he had to look at that lamp and just absolutely and all, knowing that something beyond human strength, something beyond anything that, that, that he knew or even we today know about this living God had taken place, that God saw fit. And as I said, it was like saying to Judah, well done. Well done, my son. Because once again they had the temple. Was the temple important to them? Oh, absolutely. It was. It was. It was important, and it will be once again. It will be once again. You know, it's told that blessed God that uh, that uh, the time will come when we take the stick of Ephraim and place it in the hands of our brother Judah. And uh, and stick of and the stick of the Judah, the house of Judah, will become one stick, and we will together go up that holy hill to worship the Lord God. And that day, obviously, is yet to come. It's exciting and and understanding as it is. My goodness gracious, folks! You know, I, I have always said about this thing with God. I've always said about this whole thing. With our destinations, it's all predestinated. Now, I know that drives the church up a tree to even think that it could be such of such a thing, but it is. And we're fulfilling just as they fulfilled in their way. We're fulfilling, beginning to fulfill in our way the destinies from which God has put in. Their hand. it was their destiny. They were destined from that small amount of people to overtake. That's probably this big army that was on the face of the earth at that time. And they did that. But you know with little it's a lot with when it comes to God, hmm? It's much when it comes to the things of God. And God knew that. And God and and, and boy, you know when, when you start when you start realizing, boy, what kind of God is this? Well, this is a God that takes care of his own. Okay? The world is out there. Satan, out of John 10.10, is there, but he's there to only kill, to steal, and destroy. The Lord said, I've come that you might have life and that you might have that life more abundantly. That's what the Lord God said, okay? Now, I I want to here, before I close today, I want to show you how it is that uh, our Messiah, Meshach, Yeshua, Jesus to the church, how he works into all of this, how he is Hanukkah. He is the light of this world. And I know you know that, but i want to share this with you. I want to share scriptures that, uh, bless God, that we, we uh, each night, we, we, read, uh, we read some scripture and uh, thank the Lord God, okay, because it is a time to praise him. It's a time to be joyful. And uh it's a time for lights to shine. And and and, and it's also time to realize that blessed God that again this is all planned. You know, uh, I, I like in John uh, John one, in the first verse it says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Wow. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, without him was not anything made That was made. That is a big time statement. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was also a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent. To bear witness of that light, that was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. So, you, and, and of course, it's not anything that you don't know, and I know that. But in it neat how at that, that time, that today we call Hanukkah, the festival of light, and here it is, that Yeshua himself, he is the light. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In John 8:12 12, it says, Then spake Jesus again in him, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. And isn't that really what they thought of the menorah at that time? That, that, that you know, that, that that was the light of life. I mean, that thing was to never to go out. It did. They went in, and, you know, and did what they did. And there they stood. Can you imagine the joy? Can you imagine the tears that must have flowed down their faces when they once again lit the menorah? Wow. What a time. John 12, 46. I, I am come to light into the world, and whosoever believeth on me shall not abide in darkness. But if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge you not, for I am not to judge the world, but to save the world. He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. For I have not spoken of myself, but of the Father which sent me, he gave me commandment that I should say and what I should speak. I now know his commandment is life everlasting. Whatsoever I speak therefore, even as the Father has said, Unto me, so I speak. And so is it not, and so will it always be. Now, in, uh, in. Uh, let's see, I'm trying to figure out here, because I want to make sure when I got to the, got one, let's see, i got to count this up, just one second, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, okay, I got it here. I want to uh, first read First Peter 2.9, 2, it says, "But you're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of Him who have called you out of darkness into His marvelous light." So again, it's light. Now, uh, these are the scriptures that we use uh, each night. That uh, tonight we will use Psalms. Now, I hope you're writing this down. Psalms 27:1. All right, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? The second night, we read Psalms 18, 28. Thou Thou shalt light my candle, the Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. The next night, we will read Isaiah 61. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. The next night is John 8, 12. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Luke two thirty 30 through 32. That's, this is the next night. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all the people, a light to enlighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people, Israel. The next night, Psalms 119, 105, and 130. The word is a lamp under my feet, and a light unto my path. Thy entrance, the, the entrance of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. The next night, Matthew 5.14, Ye are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill, i not be hid. The last night is Revelation 21.23, And the city had no need of the sun, neither the moon, to shine in it for the glory of God to lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. And those are the scriptures that uh, that we use uh, uh, for doing that. Uh, and you can excuse me, I lost my my microphone. Uh, you can you can simply uh, use those. You don't have to. You can just every night uh, pray a prayer and, let it, let it you know let that be it uh, I, I want to cover one more thing. Now there's something that's very special that we do and the children love it and it's really for the children. and it's called uh, Gragle, okay Gradle, uh, 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 I'm sorry Gradle. <laughs> and uh, it's a game that you spin and it's got a, like kind of like a top thing. And it's got four letters on it, okay Now these letters are, are, are Hebrew letters. There's one that's called the Shin, a letter called Hey, gemel, and Noon. Okay, and and each one of these letters means something because when the top stops spinning, it turns over, and at the and at the, when the the letter that's facing up decides what's to be done. Now, if you spin it and the, the Noon comes up, well, nothing happens. The next player just spins the dreidel. Okay, uh, if it comes up in Gimel the player takes all tokens that are in the pot, okay? And so, in other words, I guess every time that you, you put the, you know, they're just a piece of candy or something like that. It's not anything gambling type of thing. But then uh, if the hay comes up, okay, the player takes half the pot, not, not all the pot. If uh, a shin comes, a player uh, has to put a token into the pot. So kids sit and spend that and play with it all the time. And, uh, you know, it's a, uh, it, it, it's really neat, uh, and it is, because what we uh, uh, have have watched as kids spend hours playing a game, and that game is in relationship to one, just exactly this time of the year. The mighty time that the lamp and the candle burned eight days on one day worth of oil. And that's really that's really what uh, it all really amounts to. And, and again, I, I realize that... Uh, that bless God, but not everybody. You don't have to keep Hanukkah. Uh, again, it's not a god to man; it's a tradition, but it's a wonderful tradition. And after all, isn't uh, the things that we do with uh, Thanksgiving and 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 the Christmas and the Easter thing and all that and the and Halloween, uh, isn't that all traditional anyway? Sure, it is. Well, uh, there's nothing wrong with enjoying. Uh, lighting the candles, and as I said, tonight's the, the night that we we light the first candle. Okay, and then there'll be the second candle. But you say, "Why well, don't have a menorah?" Okay, well uh, you, uh, you can take uh, just get some candlesticks and and uh, put some candles, you know, wax down and put one up and light it. You let it burn all evening. Okay, and then the next night, uh, bless God, you have to replace that that candle. That you burnt, and then the next night you're going to light two, and then the next night you're going to light three, and you just you know it takes takes a few candles uh, to get that done. But it's a lot of fun. It's great tradition. It's something, but it's always it's always really needful that you uh, you set the children down, and you tell them the story, the story of Hanukkah, the time of rededication, the time, was God of the Festival of Lights. It's important. It's a it's a Jewish thing, okay? Uh, but it's important for them to understand how this great miracle came to pass, what they had to go through for it to come to pass. What kind of a God is this that we serve? Amen. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. I hope it in, it enlightened you. And again, I as I said yesterday, I didn't realize, and I guess I said to David that I had not gotten this on disc where people could every year be able to get a hold of it because it's important to understand from whence these things come. Amen? Well, I'm going to pray for those of you that need prayer. So uh, if you can, if you want to, place your hand in that portion of your body that you need to be healed, all right? And I'm going to send the anointing to wherever you're at. Wherever you're at in the world, it doesn't make any difference. I'm going to command this anointing, and it will go forth in the name of Yeshua. Father, right now, in the name of Yeshua, I command your anointing to go forth, no matter where these people might be on the face of this earth. And Lord God, hunt them down, overtake them, let your anointing run from the tops of their heads to the bottoms of their feet, and I curse every illness, everything that, that, that's not of you, uh, of your creation in man, let it be cursed right now in the name of Yeshua. Let those that are blind, let them see. Let those that are deaf, let them hear. Let those that are lame, let them walk. Those that have cancers, say but be healed in the name of Yeshua. Those that have a bronchitis, to be healed in the name of Yeshua. Those that have problems, bless God, with, their, with circulation of their bodies, let them be healed in the name of Yeshua. And anything that I didn't mention, let them be healed in the mighty name of his holy son, Yeshua, by the stripes that he bore on the tree. Amen and amen. You want to get a hold of that? Hang on to it, because it's yours. For those of you that need to be delivered, I'm sure the story's long since old, but it needs to be told. The bless God that these spirits that you don't need that are attached to your minds and your bodies, I'm going to drive them out of you today. They're going to go out into a dry place. They're going to return in a matter of time. Nobody knows how long that's going to be, a day, a week, a month. But they're going to return. When they do return, they're going to bring seven spirits worse than that one themselves back and try to enter in. You'll be worse off than you were. Well, that's where you've got to stand up and say, I'm sorry, I've been delivered. You're not on the inside. And you're not getting on the inside any longer. In the name of Yeshua, be gone. Get out of here. Few applications of that. Guess what? You'll be set free. You'll know the deliverance power of the hand of Almighty God Himself. Father, right now in the name of Your Holy Son Yeshua, I command every foul, stinking, spirit of darkness that has attached themselves to the minds and and to the bodies of these people to come out of them right now in Yeshua's name and be gone. Be gone. Go out to the dry place in Yeshua's name. And Satan, I bind you from these people right now in the name of Yeshua. And what I bind in this earth and on this earth is bound in heaven itself. Be bound. Be free. Amen. And you just need to rejoice in the Lord the rest of the day. Thank him for what he's doing. And bless God, watch what he does tomorrow for you. Amen. Amen. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Mark, come in and close, will you? Hey, thank you so much, Prophet Deckard. Again, you can get a hold of us at the website
1: www.jewishprophet.com and you can find out, again, all this material that you're hearing taught every day, every week. Folks, you want to get out there and start taking a look at that and start ordering that material because you need to get a hold of that and, and start to apply that into your life so that it will change your life. You know what? You can also email your prayer requests to cradle at jewishprophet.com to cradle at jewishprophet.com and I will be praying for your prayer requests and again shalom until tomorrow and remember with God all things are possible